are listening to TKO on CFRE Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario, and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. Hey, everybody, what is happening? It's your girl, Janan, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports. We also discuss the issues that's around the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes, how they got started in the game and where they are now. So what, what, what is happening, everybody? What's good? As always, I'm just so happy to be here today. And this week, I actually really mean it because if you're a university student out there, you probably know what I'm talking about. So it is midterm season, y'all. And um, so many exciting midterms going on right now. And personally, I'm just so blessed to be here because this is such a great break from from a study session, I guess. And uh, what else is better than just coming into the studio and talking to you guys, talking to TKO Nation and to just break down some juicy, juicy fights. So, yeah, nothing can ever get any better than this. So uh, I'm just so happy to be here today. We have such a great show coming up uh, today. So today, uh, we're going to be breaking down the fights that happened over this past weekend. The ones that we were talking about last week. But unfortunately, because we ran out of time, we didn't really get to break them down. So I'm talking about the fights, the the headliner fights of UFC Fight Night in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. So the fight between Jacare Sosa and Derek Brunson. We're going to be talking about that today. What else? Um, the, you know, uh, we had some um, MMA headlines uh over over the news over this uh i think the past few days and over the past weekend we're, we might be talking about them depending on how much time we have on the show but we try to dedicate most of our time to breaking down the important fights you know because that's that's uh uh one of some of the fundamental things that make up tko so yeah we have that coming up what else oh actually next week guys we're not gonna have a show we're not gonna have a new episode so that will be the week of february 8th so if you listen to tko from cfru radio uh, well, our show usually gets broadcasted every Thursday at 4 p.m. And so next week on February 8th, we are not going to have a show. But from the week after, we're going to be back with brand new episodes. OK. All right. So the thing is, uh, on this on the weekend of the same week that we're not going to have a show, there's going to be a major fight card coming up on the Saturday of that weekend. So, yes, I'm talking about UFC 221. In Australia, actually, I'm not sure if it's on a Saturday or a Sunday. I have to double check. You guys double check. But it's UFC 221 coming up on that same weekend. But the thing is, you know, we're not going to be having an episode on February 8th. So we're going to be instead talking about those fights today on the show. So make sure that you do not miss today's show because we're going to be talking about those major, major fights that are going to be happening on the UFC 221 card. Okay. Okay, what else do we have lined up for today? Yeah, man. I mean, without further ado, let's get started, eh? Okay? Because we have so many things to talk about. Oh, um, actually, yeah. Well, you guys remember that I uh, promised you guys to have this uh, whole section dedicated to motivating you guys and sort of like a motivational, uh, uh, weekly dose of motivation. Um 
from TKO. Uh, well, I guess I already talked about it. So just like I said, university students, I'm um, going through midterm uh, season. And uh, what else? And if you're just a person, a regular person, you might be going through challenge challenges and obstacles in, in life. And that is totally understandable. However, all I have to say to you is go out and get it. You can do this, champ. You can do this. And... All things are possible through hard work and dedication. And I know this might sound cliche, but it's true. Just uh, just abide by those rules and you will see results. I bet you will see results. Okay, so I guess that's the weekly dose of motivations for, for TKO. Uh, okay, now, without further ado, let's get started. Okay, so actually, I'm going to get started with the MMA headline that I wanted to talk about. It's just this one thing that I really thought we should really talk about here on TKO. So over over the news, over this, uh, I think it was announced yesterday. So you guys might remember Ronda Rousey. She is one of the uh, MMA fighter pioneers that really started women's MMA the way that we know it today initially and so it was actually announced over the news that ronda rousey is not a mma fighter anymore and that she just signed a brand new contract a full-time contract with the wwe now i know ronda rousey has been uh, receiving a lot of backlash regarding this but let me just tell you this okay um yes it's true ronda rousey doesn't fight for for mma anymore she has decided to go where the money is now and to just follow follow that passion of hers and that is totally her decision we are not here to blame her for that but the thing is let me tell you guys this for those of you who who are just talking about how oh why did ronda rousey do this ronda rousey was never a true fighter blah 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 to those of you, let me just tell you this. If it weren't because of Ronda Rousey, we wouldn't have... First of all, we would not have any women's divisions um, in the UFC. And we would not have mainstream women's MMA um, the way it is right now. It was because of Ronda Rousey that initially uh, UFC uh, started the women's bantamweight division. And then after that, they started the women's strawweight division. And then now we just recently had the women's featherweight division. But then before that, yes, we did have some women's divisions and uh, other organizations such as Strike Force. But and you know, many people actually argue that Gina Carano uh, was the uh, re- real OG in uh, women's MMA that started and uh, was the main pioneer in uh, women's MMA. I totally agree with that. But in terms of bringing MMA, especially women's MMA, into into everybody's view into tv and into real paper pay-per-view cards it was because of ronda rousey that we have all of these things it is because of ronda rousey that we have today we have uh women headlining pay-per-view cards in the ufc and um i feel like we should be forever grateful grateful to ronda rousey for for doing that because just like i said if it were not because of ronda rousey we would not we would not have such things and actually this is a personal thing that happened to me um if it weren't because of ronda rousey me personally i i don't think i'd 
been ever introduced to MMA at all. It was because of Ronda Rousey, especially as a young girl when I was growing up. It wasn't. It was because Ronda Rousey was doing that. Uh, she was doing what she was good at at the time, and you know, just uh, kicking ass and whatnot. She was just uh, being super, 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 super dominant over her opponents. And as I was going growing up, I just saw that on TV and on uh, fight cards, and you know, I just looked up to her in a way and. Honestly, it was because of Ronda Rousey that I initially got introduced to MMA and here I am right now just uh, breaking down fights for you guys and just uh, talking to you guys through TKO. So, uh, and I know it's not just me as a, as a young girl at the time. It wasn't just me. I bet there were so many other people that Ronda Rousey inspired throughout her MMA career and so many people that she inspired to just go out there and get it as a, as a young girl, you know, just um, keep keep on dreaming and to just go out and get, just go and achieve their goals. And I feel like for that, we need to be forever grateful to Ronda Rousey. Yes, over the past few fights that Ronda Rousey had she had she had slips here and there and she okay she didn't totally deliver during the times that she was fighting um for the UFC and um you know we saw she got knocked out twice and she got knocked out brutally in the past two fights that she had so the fight that she was um having against Holly Holm in which she lost her bantamweight belt to, and then the the fight that she had like two years after against Amanda Nunes, again in the very first round she got brutally knocked out, and yes those things happen, but we just really need to realize the the morality and just the basis of what Ronda Rousey did for the sport and for for the female aspect of the sport too. So I feel like we should forever be grateful to Ronda Rousey and shout out to Ronda Rousey. Best of luck to her in this new chapter of her life. And thank you for all that have, that you've done, Ronda Rousey. We are really, really grateful for, for everything. So, yeah, that's um, all I had to say in regards to that. And I really felt like we had to discuss it here on TKO because it's a pretty important thing. Okay, now moving on to the fight that happened over this past weekend. So the fight between Jacare Sosa and Derek Brunson. So uh, both guys, as you guys might know, uh, fight for the middleweight division at the UFC. Jacare Sosa, he, for the longest time, he used to be at the top of the division. And uh, for the longest time, not just me, but many, many fans out there just wonder why doesn't the UFC give Jacare Sosa a title shot because he's had so many dominant performances in that weight division and he's had consecutive wins and uh, he, he had been doing so great but then he fought uh, Robert Whitaker who is currently the the middleweight champion at, at the UFC he fought him and unfortunately uh, Jacare Sosa got, got completely dominated over by this um, up and coming um, force and young force and powerful guy talented guy uh, Robert Whitaker got completely knocked out by him and then um, I believe it was in that fight that Jacare Sosa injured his shoulder and in the meanwhile he just dropped in rankings and then uh, the fight for the for the interim slash actual undisputed title middleweight title was between the guys at the top of the division for example between uh, Luke Rockhold and Joel Romero and uh Robert Whitaker himself, and you guys might remember at the time, uh, Michael Bisping was actually the the middleweight champion at the UFC. And then we guys, we all remember that 
uh, Michael Bisping lost his title against our very own GSP, George St. Pierre. But then George St. Pierre, he just uh, won the title and he said, you know what? I don't I don't really want to defend my belt anymore. So I'm just going to give it up. And so at the time, so, uh, okay, let me just um, rewind for a second. So, okay, Robert Whitaker defeated Jacare. And after he defeated Jacare, Robert Whitaker uh, fought against Yoel Romero. And then in that fight, because he won such a tough, tough fight, then that was for the interim uh, middleweight championship, and he won that. So, so Robert Whitaker became the interim champion, okay? And so that happened, and then the whole GSB and Michael Bisping thing happened, and then George St. Pierre became the champion, and then he relinquished the title. And now we have the interim champion, who was Robert Whitaker becoming the champion. Okay, and now... It was supposed to be Robert Whitaker fighting. Oh, actually, I'm jumping to, way too ahead. But, because you know, because these uh, the fights at UFC 221 and this fight that I'm going to be talking about are so close and are kind of related, I just kind of messed them up. But just uh, hold that thought for a sec. Now, going back to Jacare, I know this is going to be confusing, but now. So, going back to Jacare, I told you guys that Jacare got defeated by Robert Whitaker, okay? And then Jacare, he had a shoulder uh, surgery, and he dropped in rankings, and then now he's back from uh, from all of those injuries, and he's completely healed and whatnot. So, the UFC has matched him up against Derek Brunson, who is also a really, really tough guy. And um, he's also uh, really looking forward to getting to the top and to potentially fight for the title. And so these two guys fought on Saturday nights, and um, everybody thought that, you know, um, Jacques hasn't been in the octagon for about a year or so. So, you know, uh, uh, ring rust is real, and um, his uh, performance could potentially have declined throughout the time that he wasn't really fighting. So people were kind of speculating that. And at the same time, people were saying, you know, Derek Brunson, he's like four years younger than Jacare, so he can potentially have a chance at winning this fight. And also a little background for you guys. So Jacare and uh, Derek Brunson actually fought uh, back in the day um, in another organization, Strikeforce, and Jacare actually knocked out Derek Brunson. Um, uh, in a really brutal uh, fashion. And then, so, you know, here we are with a rematch between these two guys. And so, okay, let's just get straight to the fight. Um, just like I said, nobody was really expecting Jacare to win. At least I didn't. And you guys already know how big, how huge of a fan I am of Jacare's. But, you know, because of all those things, um, I just didn't really think that Jacare was going to have it. But on f- uh, actually, on the contrary, <laughs> Jacare just came out guns blazing. And yes, he hadn't fought in about a year, but he looked super fresh and he looked super patient with the punches that he was picking and choosing. And with his entire game plan, he was just super, super wise and cautious, but in a good way. And then Derek Brunson, he looked like, you know, the same thing that I was saying. He just looked like he thought in his mind that he was going to be Jacare, but he just didn't have the patience um, aspect of the thing so he just really wanted to go out there and finish it in the very first round so he kind of looked impatient and just wanted to go out there he he wasn't really measuring his moves in a way and so um, he he would go for shots but then Jacare would actually respond with counter strikes but 
it, the thing was Derek Bronson wasn't didn't really think about those counter strikes while he was throwing those punches so he didn't really know how to escape from those counter punches that Jacare was throwing and so in the very first round <laughs> despite what everybody was thinking Jacare Sosa threw those counter punches okay through those things um, he actually got on top of um, Derek Brunson and he threw a kick that you wouldn't really think actually was um, uh, effective, but it was. And the problem was Derek Brunson just got greedy in the fight. And um, yes, he did get hit. But in my uh, opinion, the the kick that Jacare threw towards Derek Brunson that really, uh, uh, you know, caused him to go down and to just lose his balance. I feel like that could have been totally avoided by Derek Brunson, um, just uh, way ahead, and that Derek Brunson could have uh, just perhaps ducked away from that, or he should have just thought thought about it because. You know, for every move, there is a reaction. And I feel like it, it, Derek Brunson is not a guy that that has uh, uh, that that uh, lacks experience. I feel like he has a lot of experience and I feel like he should have known better. You know what I'm saying? So unfortunately, it just wasn't his night that night, even though uh, Derek Brunson is originally from North Carolina and the entire crowd was just rooting for him. But unfortunately, it just wasn't his night. And Jacare Sosa won that fight through a wise game plan, through um, f- through just uh, just having patience and just uh, being the person that he is and um, just uh, just relaxing and just um, taking his time. I feel like that's uh, definitely the key point um, that led to Jacare Sosa's success in that fight. And just like I said, for Derek Brunson, it was just that he he was so impatient, and I feel like he should have should have known better in a way. But unfortunately, it just didn't work. And, um, you know, best of luck to him, actually, in his upcoming fights. Hopefully now he knows that, you know, when he, when he throws a, a strike, he should actually anticipate a counter strike. And, you know, what sort of counter strikes he should actually anticipate. So I feel like he should work on that and just work on his game plan a little bit better. And also shout out to Jacare Sosa. Just like I said, I love Jacare Sosa. You guys know how huge of a fan I am of Jacare Sosa's. And shout out to him. Who knows what's up for him. Um, and hopefully, I mean... Okay, in the UFC, I don't think in the in the recent years at least, um, Jacare Sosa has actually had the chance to fight for the title. So hopefully this puts him next, uh, you know, at least in line uh, for um, actually getting a, a, a chance at the middleweight title at the UFC. And of course, that will all depend on how the fight goes between the UFC 221 headliners, who are Yoel Romero and Luke Rockhold, okay? So now, you know how I told you guys to hold a thought for, for, for a second? And I was talking about how, uh, you know, uh, Robert Whitaker became, from being an interim champion, he became um, the undisputed champion, okay? And so Robert Whitaker was originally scheduled to fight Luke Rockhold for, you know, to just um, defend his belt in Australia. Uh, uh, Robert Whitaker is originally from Australia so that's why they had that fight um, had that entire card essentially in Australia 
And so, uh, you know, uh, everybody was just so high for this fight until I think it was two or three weeks ago that Robert Whitaker actually got injured. And um, he's uh, he was at a competition. And so we we're just thinking, you know, who is Luke Rockhold going to fight now? And lo and behold, he's going to be fighting the next guy in line. So Yoel Romero, who um, he, who's a top contender in the middleweight division, and he's now going to be fighting Luke Rockhold. And I don't I can't remember if these two guys have actually fought before, but I really don't think so. So this fight is going to be amazing because these two guys are both super super dangerous and um, they're just so unique so each guy actually brings a distinguished feature you could say into the octagon that makes them so unique so um, in this case uh, I don't know if I told you guys before but Yoel Romero he used he's an Olympian he used to wrestle for team Cuba um, in uh, various uh, Olympics in various Olympics in the past two Olympics I think he competed and um, uh, he's won world championships in wrestling and so his wrestling as you might <laughs> as you might think is his forte that's his thing okay but the thing is, with all of that power that you get as a wrestler, you have to be super cautious because you're obviously super muscular and you have so much power, but you have to be wise in terms of, you know, how to actually utilize your power and how to distribute uh, your power in a way. So you can't just go out there just guns blazing in the very first round, especially for this fight, which is a headliner. So it's going to be for five rounds. It's a championship fight. So it's going to be uh, lasting for five rounds, five five-minute rounds. And of course, if you just go out there just um, not controlling your power, then that's not really wise and you're going to get gassed out. And it's it's just a stupid thing to do, okay? In lame terms, it's a stupid thing to do. And so, and actually that's what we saw happen uh, in the last fight that Yoel Romero had. So when he was fighting Robert Whitaker for the, for the interim championship, actually, he um he just w came out there guns blazing uh, exactly the things that i said he shouldn't do he did and unfortunately because of that for the for the remaining i would say three rounds or three or four rounds he just didn't have that energy in him anymore and um he just couldn't really really perform that well anymore and so I would say for this fight, hopefully Yoel Romero has worked more on his cardio or at least he knows when to just charge forward and to go go for a certain um, striking combo. I wouldn't really recommend for Yoel Romero to go go for a finish. So not just uh, supercharge at uh, Luke Rockhold. That would be a stupid idea because if, if it doesn't work, if Luke Rockhold, say, he ducks away from those punches or he actually does absorb them, but he has a tough chin and he doesn't really get knocked out, then what are you going to do as Yoel Romero? Well, in pretty much nothing. So I would say the best thing for, uh, for Yoel Romero to do is to just fight smart and take his time be patient this is not a fight that you can just go out there and knock out an opponent because Luke, Luke Rockhold is a dangerous opponent and he's super super tough so 
uh, just like I said, for Yoel Romero to be dominant in this fight, he needs to have a good game plan. He needs to uh, just um, uh, mix uh, his styles a little bit. So, yes, he is a wrestler, but I feel like he should strike and wrestle. You know, just um, just a combination of two. And um, just like I said, just uh, be, uh, be patient and wise with his power, not just go out there and try to expend all of his energy. So that is one thing that Yoel Romero needs to watch out for. What else? So now let's talk about Luke Rockhold. So Luke Rockhold actually is uh, the former champion at, uh, at the middleweight division. So um, he has phenomenal uh, knockout power. He is, um, he, I, I believe he's taller than Yoel Romero, so he has a really great chance at um, having a better striking game um, uh, than uh, Yoel Romero, even though Yoel Romero has so much power in every every shot that he throws. But I feel like because uh, Luke Rockhold is so much taller, he, Luke Rockhold, let me tell you this, he's a big guy. For middleweights, he's super tall, but he actually, you know, the, the 185 pounds that we're talking about here, it's all muscle for for you uh not you all but for luke rockhold and so he's a big guy and i feel like he can actually utilize um his physical advantages um against um yoel romero here and that is to actually establish a a good range between him and yoel romero and to just um pretty much strike from a distance not let yoel romero get too close to him because if that happens then yoel romero can probably take down uh luke rockle so we don't really want that to happen so i would say for luke rockle to be successful in this fight just like i said uh, strike at a certain range try to um, stay uh, on the outside you could say because his ar- uh, his arms are super long he can just um, throw strikes from a long distance and they're still going to be absorbed by Yoel Romero so that is one thing that uh, Luke Rockhold needs to do in this fight to be successful and um, just like I said he's super super uh, persistent and he has high endurance but one thing that I would say he needs to watch out for is um, he should not underestimate Yoel Romero and um, he needs to be cautious at all times because you never really know where a certain punch or a certain knee is going to come from from uh, Yoel Romero because uh, uh, Yoel Romero has actually done this in the past. So just when you do not expect it, he will throw a random knee and you're just knocked out just cold on the canvas so i would say uh, luke rockhold needs to be constantly alert and he needs to constantly watch out for the things that could potentially come his way and just like i said just uh, i i mean i don't i don't really want to say this because i feel like luke rockhold already um abides by this rules i really want to bring up patience again but Luke Rockhold, he himself is a patient guy, and he's not like one of those guys that just wants to go for the finish. He's super patient, and he usually has a really good game plan when he comes into the octagon. So those things are checked off, in my opinion, for him. Just like I said, the only thing that I think um, Luke Rockhold needs to watch out for is to just stay away from uh, Yoel Romero. Just strike from a distance and just just completely just at all times at all times he needs to watch out for uh for Yoel Romero's strikes and he should not let Yoel Romero get close to him at all because if that happens then Yoel Romero is going to take him down and uh, wrestle with him with uh, which is uh, his forte and we don't really want that happen in this fight so 
just like I said, that fight is going to be super phenomenal. I'm just so happy that I actually got the time to break it down uh, today on the show because just like I said, next week we're, we're not going to have a new episode and this fight's going to be happening in two weeks. So I just wanted to break down this fight, this juicy fight with you guys so that you're all hyped up. The same way that I am right now and um, just um, tune into the fight and actually watch that fight. I also wanted to talk about the co-main event of the evening, which is featuring Mark Hunt and um, Curtis Blades. But unfortunately, I'm just looking at the time right now and I don't think that we're going to have enough time to talk about that fight. But all I can say is... um, Oh, actually, there is a fight card coming up this weekend. So Leota Machida is going to be fighting this weekend. And just like I said, in two weeks, uh, of course, we're going to be having UFC 221 in Australia. Uh, make sure that you check the times and stuff because, you know, um, if you're in the Guelph region, if you're in Canada, you're pr- probably going to be abiding by the Eastern time zone rules. So um, the fights are going to be happening in Australia. So if I were you, I would probably double check the times that they're going to be broadcasting the show to us in the eastern time zone so make sure you do that uh, what else man so yeah man that is all i have for you guys today uh it was so much fun and i i'm just so sad that we don't have a show next week actually i'm just so used to just coming into the studio and just talking to you guys and just uh just talking to you guys um tko nation just having such a great time but unfortunately you know, it is what it is, but we are going to be back the week after February 8th. So that is definitely something to look forward to. And just like I said, that is all the time we're going to have for this week, fam. Make sure that you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with TKO. And until next time, it's your girl Janon right here. And this is TKO. Peace out. Peace out.